Thank you for tuning into the City Church California podcast. We exist for anyone to believe in God, to become who God created them to be, and to build the church and our city. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so that you can be updated anytime we add new content. Now let's check out the latest message from our Sunday gathering. are in a series, as Michael said, that they may believe in, in the gospel of John. And the reason why, John 20, 31, which is the theme verse of the gospel of John, it says, but these things are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, that he is the anointed one, he is the Messiah, the son of God, and that believing, get this next part, you may have life, uncreated, Zoe life in his name. In City Church, California, if you're new to this cul-de-sac and house of faith, we exist that anyone can believe, and we really do mean anyone, that they could become like Jesus and that we build together. And we believe that. We're going to spend the next few weeks uh, studying the prologue of John, which is the first 18 verses of John chapter 1. You may have not heard this, but they say that the gospel of John, the book of John, is the greatest book ever written in literature. So Homer's Iliad, Odyssey, Shakespeare, anything uh, that you've ever read, you thought, man, this is really good. The gospel of John is the greatest book. In the prologue, those 18 verses are like a time-release capsule. The entire gospel is in the 18 verses. And when John was writing this, there was a part of Israel, Desert Father, that really claimed to be the true Israel and they felt that the Jewish people and the Israel of Jerusalem was corrupt and that they were going to be light, they were going to be authentic, they were going to be true. And I would say we need the gospel of John today more than they needed it 2,000 years ago that California may come to believe. Can you say amen? And so what we're going to do today, we're going to compare uh, the, the prologue of the Gospel of John to creation. We're going to see creation. It is crazy. Any Jewish person reading this 2,000 years ago, in the beginning was the word that they knew that was almost direct quotes from Genesis chapter 1. And so the creeds show us the profession of faith. Last week, Michael did a phenomenal job. Would you just honor Pastor Michael? He's Italian, he's born again, he's married to Gabrielle, and we are, and he's Mr. Pentecost. I mean, if you know, he can move in the Holy Spirit. Don't, just because he plays golf doesn't mean he doesn't know the Holy Spirit. He knows the Holy Spirit. And I just want to say here that Ventura is a hot spot for the Jesus revolution, and I believe we're coming under the influence of a mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen? I don't know about you, but the day we're living in, I, I think we need more of the Holy Spirit, not less of the Holy Spirit. And I'm not talking about antics that people come up with. I am hungering, I am thirsting for more of the person, the power, in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm beautiful, but I'm broken, and so are you. And it's the Holy Spirit that comes and mends the fractured part of our humanity. Can you say amen? Everyone say, welcome Holy Spirit. Say, good morning, Holy Spirit. Say, bienvenido, Spiritus Santos. Ah, you can't do it, can you? That was Spanish. All right. 
Okay, common faith shows us unity. Get this, creation shows us a pattern of worship. So today, I'm going to give you a pattern, or creation will show us a pattern of our worship. Next week, Christ shows us the person of the Father, but I'm adding to it. I was meditating on next week's message this morning. Christ also shows us the second Adam, how to be really human. So if you're struggling with your humanity, next week is for you. Then the cross shows us the price of salvation, okay? Now, I want you to write this down, and then we're going to get to John chapter 1. So go to John chapter 1 right now. Uh, The opposite of logic is illogical. How many of you know someone who's very logical? How many of you know someone who's absolutely not? Okay. Don't raise your hand if you're sitting by them, okay? So... Logic, illogical, and illogical means this, no sense or no clearness. I just want you to really write that down. When something, the opposite of logic is illogical, and it means no clarity and no sense. And there are times, as I look at our world, it's like this isn't making any sense. The world has forgotten to take her prescription, and she now is nonsensical. We need logic back in our lives. Amen? And we really do believe that. Is there, and I want to ask this question, is there any area in your life or my life, our lives, that aren't making sense, that is not clear, it's not logical? Today, God is going to bring clarity. He's going to bring sense to our lives. Okay, let's start. John chapter 1, verse 1, and we're going to read through verse 5, then 10 and 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word We memorize this in California Coast Bible College, second year students that are taking the Gospel of John. So that's why I'm closing my Bible. So I'm trying to do it, but I have a cheat sheet back there. Okay. (laughs) Don't make me nervous. I can't lie. How many of you cheated in high school? Am I the only one? Okay. (laughs) I think I'd have been a 4.0 if I, I spent more time on my cheat notes than studying. Oh my goodness. I was a king at making a cheat note. Okay, let's go. In the beginning was, uh, I'm distracted today. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. He He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him, nothing was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. I love another version. Darkness could not conquer it. If you have darkness in your life, and we all have some measure of darkness, that's why it's not clear. What we need to do is invite the light of his word to come into our inner being. And can I tell you right now, you'll never see light and darkness fight. You'll never see darkness. Put them up. Put them up. No, 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 no. Just light a flashlight on your iPhone in the darkness will scamper in fear, all right? And we really do like this. Go to verse 10 now. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. Get verse 11. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. One of my favorite verses in all the Bible is verse 12. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become. That's why that's a part of our vision. We believe to become. Did you get it? We believe
believe to become, to become the children of God to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Ah, the most powerful verse in all of the New Testament in one sense. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Can you say amen? amen. Now let's go to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, and we're going to begin to read verses 1 through 5. Genesis chapter 1, 1 through 5. And notice how what's the first thing God does in creation, he speaks light. And that's what you hear in the gospel of John. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. By the way, there's more than one heaven, but we can't get there. The earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Verse 3, then God said, let there be light, and there was light, and God saw that the light was good, and he divided the light from the darkness, so he called the light day, and the darkness he called night, so evening and morning were the first day. Everyone say amen. amen. Now, I want to begin to tell you in, in Greek. When it comes to the word, word in John, the prologue starts off like this. And you could say it with me if you know it. I want you to really get this in your mind. If you've ever memorized a verse, by the way, young people, if you want to upgrade your academics, begin to memorize verses and you will see your intelligence go to another level. It says, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. Verse 14, the word became a human being. Now, in Greek, in English, we have one word for word, and that is word. But in Greek, they have several words for word. Here in John chapter 1, it is the word logos, and we're going to get to that in a moment. In Romans chapter 10, you may want to write this reference down, verse 17. It says, now faith comes by Hearing and hearing by the word. That's not logos there. That is rhema. And that means the spoken word. Now, many people think that the word in the beginning was uh, logos. The logos was with God. The logos was God. Will you say that after me? Say, in the beginning was the logos. The logos was with God. The logos was God. Now, for years, I was taught and I heard and I believe that that word logos meant, I'm going to hold up my Bible, the written word. My pastor, Wendell Smith, used to say, if you need God to speak to you, he would say, read the written word until it becomes the rhema word or the spoken word. And so I, I embraced that until we began to teach this in the Bible college. Paul, is that you? I miss you. I love you. And, and, and it doesn't mean written word. It means logic. And you can kind of see logos is where we get our English word, logic. There is another Greek word for written word, and that's where we would get our English word, graffiti. I want to begin to propose a question. Why? 
would John say in the beginning was logic. Logic was with God. Logic was God. Logic became a human being. Now, for me, for years, I just think this would have really made it simple and clear, John. Why didn't you say in the beginning was Jesus? Jesus was with God. Jesus was God, and it would all be true because Jesus is God, and Jesus became, or God became, a human being. Well, I want to begin to show you this. Around 500 B.C., Herculanus believed that the Logos is the reason behind the universe. They thought, saw the beauty, the order, and the logic of creation that they had to have some type of infinite intelligence beyond the design, that the universe has a beautiful order and logic and design to it. Then uh, Plato, around 400 BC, get this. He reasoned that the physical world is a shadow of the unseen world. And that's why the creeds say, uh, I believe in God, uh, God Almighty, Father, God Almighty, creator, maker of heaven and earth, things seen and unseen. So Plato believed that all the world was so ordered and so good. Get this, that he, it was governed by the forms of the good, that they had an infinite good behind it. Now, in uh, 40, no, I would say around 350 BC to 200 AD, the Stoics saw the Logos as a pantheistic God, and that all people have what they called the spermaticos, that they had the seed logic within them, and get this, in the seed of divine Logos, and then Philo, a Jewish philosopher around 40 AD or 40 BC, so 40 years before Christ came, get this, he saw the Logos as an intermediary between God and the world. The Jewish philosopher believed that God created the world through the Logos, and he called the Logos Deuterios, the second God, and he also believed that this Logos was the heaven's Adam and also heaven's high priest. And so what he's saying, I don't know if you've ever heard this. People say, well, it's blind faith. Faith is anything but blind. I would tell you believing in Jesus Christ is the smartest thing I have ever done. And why? Because it's logic. When you begin to see, when you doubt your life and all hell breaks loose and nothing's making sense, go walk on the beach, take a hike in the mountains, lift your eyes to the sky, look at the sun, the moon, and the stars, look at the fish in the ocean, look at the seas, and you will be reminded that your God is a God of order, not chaos, a God of logic, not, come on, intelligence. Can you say Amen. Now, I, I want you to really begin, before we get to the pattern of creation, how did God create the universe? He created the universe through the spoken word. He said, get this, let there be light, and there was light. And I love John. He says, in the beginning, say it with me if you know it. Maybe put the verse up and you can say it with me. In the beginning was... Uh, Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. In Him was life. That's uncreated life. That's where the bios life, the suke life came from, the uncreated life. Get this. And the life was the light of men, and the darkness could not comprehend the light. Now get this. In Genesis, it says this. In the beginning, God. God all by Himself, outside of Himself, 
himself created the universe as we see it and know it. And the first thing he did, he said, the spirit of God began to hover over the faces, the face of the waters. And he said, let there be light. For years, I thought that was the moment the sun, the moon, and the stars were created. It was not. The sun, the moon, and the stars show up on the fourth day in the 14th verse. And it says this, God created the greater light to have authority over the day. He created the lesser light, the moon, to govern over the night. Get this, and this is for days years, signs, seasons. And so God is light all by himself. He doesn't need sun. He doesn't need moon. He doesn't need stars. So it doesn't matter what darkness or unclarity you have in your life. Your God is light. And in you, you have the light of God. Come on. And, you're, and it's not going to be overcome. Now, if you and I don't like any area of our life, guess what? Watch what you're speaking over your life. I've learned a long time ago, most of the things in my life, the good, the bad, and the ugly, come through what I say. If God created the world through his speech, we can create our life, our world, through what we say. And I'll tell you a problem of mine, too many times I like talking about the darkness, counseling the darkness, discussing the darkness, holding hands with the darkness, hugging the darkness. You cannot cast darkness out with darkness. You have to have some light. Maybe stop talking about the problem so much and start talking about the God who's in you a lot more. Can you say amen? Now, I want, you to be, I want to begin to show you the pattern of creation. Write that down. Just the pattern of creation. In creation, God laid a foundation and established universal laws that remain. And we can have confidence in. The laws of the universe from gravity and the many others, they point to God's covenant with us and reveal, get this, his unshakable faithfulness. When I look how this universe is set up, and I feel, have you ever said this? God, where are you? God, where are you? One of the first times I said that is when my dad passed away. The next time I would have said that is when Becky miscarried before she was pregnant with our oldest son, Jude. Another time, all America said this when 9-11 happened. Everyone from the Democrats, it was the first time they agreed in years. Where was God on September 11th? Who would have thought that George W. Bush and Nancy Pelosi would say the same thing? Where is God? And I love Ann Graham Lotz, the daughter of Billy Graham. She was being interviewed on CNN. And they said, they asked her, where was God on 9-11? She said, America, we've taken God out of school, out of entertainment, out of music. Do you want God or do you not want God? God is right here with us. Amen. Now, I want you to know, in the first two chapters of Genesis, it shows that God created the world, the universe, in six days. Please get this. It's a pattern of creation, and it's the logic of creation. Get this. It's number one. He took the first three days, and he furnished. the. He didn't furnish. He built the universe. Let me rephrase that. The first three days, he built the universe. Now, I want you to begin to see this. The second three days, he began to furnish the universe. So everyone say first three days. First three days. Say it again. First three days. He built the house. But you know what? 
That's good. Oh, good God, you guys are so awesome. They want to say it so bad. Okay, just do it. I don't care. He built the house. But let me tell you, it's more than a house where human beings live. You know what this earth is and the reason we should take care of it? It's a temple. And when we go out, in fact, if you read most of the Psalms, much of it that David wrote and the other authors of Psalm is using creation to begin to magnify our God. And I'm going to show you Ventura, mark my words, an outpouring is beginning to happen. This will be an epicenter for a great move of the Holy Spirit. And I want to show you a pattern how to begin to create with God through your worship. You see, a lot of times, let me just say this, God did not create man until he created a house or a temple for man to live. So the first three days, he created a house, a world, a temple. The next three days, he created, I mean, he furnished that house. Are you with me? And so we really do believe this. So he created the first six days, the house, the next three, I mean, three days the next three days he furnished it then on the seventh day he rested now I want to read what Saint Benedict says nothing should take precedent over the work of God that is solemn worship this indicates that the right order of our concerns and how to live our lives in nature we see the divine work of God in nature we see the divine work of God that it speaks to the work of redemption and if creation was so well ordered how much more my salvation he began that work in me he is going to complete it to the day of Jesus Christ can you say amen go with me to Psalms 19 I want to read the first uh, four verses, Psalms 19, it says, the heavens declare the glory of God. The glory of God is the influence of God, the kabod of God, the weight of God. So when you look up into the heavens and you see the big dipper, the milky way, it declares the glory of God. And the firmament shows his handiwork. Day after day utters speech and night after night reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor language where there, that's Trinity, that's Father, Son, Holy Spirit, is not heard. Their line has gone out through the earth and their words to the end of the world. So creation, a temple of worship. There's a beauty in our universe. And again, many of the Psalms begin to declare that. I want to begin to show you this. You see, before God ever created animals that roamed on the earth, he created the earth, then he created vegetation. If God would have created the animals first without building a house or a temple or let's say it this way, an ecosystem for them to live, God would have been unjust. Before God created birds that would fly in the air, he created the universe, the atmosphere, the skies. Before he created the fish, he created waters and seas. He could not, he would not, he could have, but he would not create fish until they were, it was sustainable. God wants an environment that sustains life. And so you must know this, even your body and my body, and what I love about this, and you need to know, if you ever thought yourself to be junk, you better stop it right now. Because God's used his words, that logic of God coming out of his mouth, and it created everything. But when he made humanity, he didn't speak. You know what he did? He got in the dirt. 
And he got some dirt. You see, and we'll explain this uh, later, the difference how he created the world and how he created humanity. He created the world, we just should go there now, out of nothing. He, I mean, outside of himself, he didn't need anything to create the world. But when it came to Adam, he, had to, he created him out of dirt. So he took something and created the man. I don't know if you got any dirt in your life. Remember the woman caught in the very act and they brought her to Jesus and said, the law demands that we stone her. And Jesus got down and he began to write in the dirt. And from the oldest to the youngest, their hearts were convicted and they left. He said, woman, where are your accusers? She said, Lord, I have none. He said, neither do I condemn you. Now go and live a life of freedom. Can I say right now, many people thought he was writing the sins of the men that wanted her stone. I don't believe so because in Psalms 119, it says, you my soul clung to the dust or the dirt, but you revived me, how? Through your word, through your logic, through your logo. Can I say right now, when you see, if he created that first man, the first human out of dirt, if you have dirt, God can write in your dirt and bring a better creation in your body, in your mind, in your soul, in your personality. I'm not against taking all these personality tests and gift mix tests. You know what? I think we need to begin to fill our minds with the word of God. And yes, I know I have a set personality, but how many of you have some things in your personality that may not be Christ-like? That test will not help me. I need some word to come in and reshape me, me, remake me, remold me. I want a Genesis experience. Can you say amen? That's what we want is a Genesis experience. So everyone say three days. He built the house, say three days. days. He furnished the house, so God, you want to talk to me? Okay, okay. Listen, God will not send revival until we build the ecosystem with him that will sustain the revival he sends. Okay, watch this. God gets some dirt. Look at your neighbor, say your dirt. There's black dirt, brown dirt, yellow dirt. White dirt, wishing there were darker dirt. They go to the tanning bed, and they're now orange dirt. Come on. (laughs) Women are not dirt, okay? Whatever you're created from, like all the animals, you know that? It said that I read it today. They were created. Every animal was created from the earth. All right, we were created from the earth. So whatever you're created from, that's what you like to get involved with. That's why men like to get dirty. (laughs) But women were not made directly from the dirt. They were made from the man. And that's why women know how to work men. (laughs) Now get this, God created the first man And then it's out of the dirt. Then it says he breathed. Get this. You know what's happening in Ventura right now? I don't know, people. Maybe we need to begin to lift our eyes and see the revival that God is stirring for Ventura. I don't know. I'm happy we have the seventh day at Venice and the Lutherans right there. Maybe that should all be uh, City Church, California, with the revival that's happening. Come on. Why not? I don't know, maybe it's the old Toys R Us building. I don't think that many people are going to see the exotic cars. 
Now listen to this. So before, what is revival? It's God coming, listen, and he breathed into Adam the breath of lives, more than one life. So he got spiritual life, he got physical life, he got suke, mind life, personality life. But God would never breathe into him life unless he had a body that had systems that would sustain the life. You know your body and my body have 12 systems. You have the cardiovascular system, you have the respiratory system, you have the skeletal system. Why? 12 is the number of government that literally your systems of your body would govern the life that God put within you. God gave me life, so therefore the devil can't take my life, but I've already yielded my life to Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? And so you've got to begin to say God would be unjust if he breathed into the man and the woman without, please get this, building a sustainable system to carry on life. You know what, City Church California? I believe our systems are in place. Our hearts are right. We're hungry for more of the Holy Spirit. This is a hot spot for revival. Amen. I'm going to invite the team to come up, and this is where we're going to begin to end. Say this with me. Say, in the beginning was logic. Isn't that a cool thing? Logos is logic. Lori, for years, I thought it was written word. I have to tell you, I was not the sharpest crayon in the box. Going through school, my cousin saw me last summer in Louisiana at a wedding. She asked me a couple questions. She said, how did you? ever get Becky? I said, because I accepted logic. And you know why you married your ugly husband? Because you didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. Come on, I wanted to. You know what C.S. Lewis says? You don't have to be the smartest person in the room. Just go stand next to the smartest person in the room and you just got upgraded to first class. Why are you sitting in that cheap economy seat by the back bathroom? Accept logic and you'll upgrade your life. There have been things in life that made no sense, none whatsoever. A pastor who was a good pastor, his name's Wendell Smith would be diagnosed at the age of 54 and a half with a fatal, incurable, excruciating cancer. And it made no sense. It made no sense, the pandemic. It makes no sense when someone ruthlessly murders and takes the life of another human being. And that's why you kind of throw up your hands and say, this world doesn't make sense. But in the beginning, there was logic. And logic was with God, and logic was God. And logic became a human being. And dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I want to begin to tell you this. This is the Hebrew words of Genesis 1, verse 1. In the beginning... God created. The Hebrew word for create right there is bara. B-A-R-A. -A. You should write that down. In the beginning, 
God created. God, he's father, and men create outside of themselves. When the man and woman come together in holy matrimony, a woman creates within herself. And that's why it says all things were created by God Almighty, the Father outside of himself. But bara, B-A-R-A, means to create something out of nothing. Something out of nothing. You see, Steve Jobs, we have great respect and awe for him because of Apple and what he's created from the watch to the phone to computers. But you see, he created that out of something. God created all this out of nothing. And again, the word is B-A-R-A. Why do we have more awe and respect and esteem for Steve Jobs, who has fallen in human And then we have for Almighty God who created everything. When my heart is broken and confused, there is a God who's logical, but different than the Stoics, Plato, Hercules, or Philo, the Jewish philosopher. That God is a loving, benevolent, caring, compassionate, redeeming God. Can you say amen? Amen. And so this is where we're going to end. Hear it. In the beginning, God created Bara, B-A-R-A, the heavens and the earth. The word bar, B-A-R, in Hebrew means sun. And so today, uh, our nephews who are Jewish, they when they turned 14, Matthew and Jason, they had a bar mitzvah. And a bar mitzvah is the celebration of the sun. So what is God saying? In the beginning, God bara the heavens and the earth. You know what bar is? Sun. So in the beginning, God, through his son, logic, created the heavens and the earth. And if through his son, he created the heavens and the earth, he could recreate us. In Psalms 51.10, after David made the most illogical decision in his life. Really, David? You had everything. You see Bathsheba, you make a dumb decision. You have her husband Uriah the Hittite killed. And what does David say in verse 10? Created me. It wasn't the word that was used. He created man out of the dirt. It was the first one. Created me through your son, a new heart. Give me a Genesis week. So what is the pattern of creation? First three days, he made a temple. The next three days, he furnished it. The seventh day he rested. But you know what the eighth day is? Do you know what the eighth day is? The eighth day, eight is the number of beginnings, new beginnings. So on that Sunday, after he made the man and the woman and creation is furnished, it's their temple, they began a new era. But I want you to know, the second Adam came. And he died on a cross on a Friday. And you know why he didn't rise on Saturday, Sabbath, the seventh day? He rose on Sunday, the eighth day, because he was inaugurating a new era. As in creation, so in redemption. Come on, I have a new life. I have a new beginning. I can have a fresh start in Jesus' name, and I want to praise him. We so appreciate you spending time with us. If you'd like to invest into what God is doing through City Church California, you can go to our website, citychurchca.com, and click Give. 
Thanks again, and we hope to see you at one of our campuses this Sunday.